Downing, Downing tees it into the box and there's a host of people going for it. Kadra heads it down, Hasselbank edge of the area goes down, no free kick is given. Jimmy's still on the floor, it's, but here's Stewie Downing. Downing then, Downing running beyond the fullback. Whips a great looking ball in, header, Welcome back, everybody, to Middlesbrough Podcast. I'm your host, Hamilton. Today, we've got a bit of an interesting episode for y'all where we will be recording at two separate times with two um, of the hosts. So don't worry, all the bros are here. We're just a little bit um, apart. Who's you joining us? your morning? bippy we are. It's uh, Brad oh, right now. Baby Brad. Brad, hey. my baby. Hello. Uh, What's up? Sweet nothings you whisper into my ear each time we talk. <laughs> how 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 don't tell the lady careful i know i know i know I'll, I'll hide that one from the missus um how how are you doing bud uh doing all right uh my local nfl team got stomped in the uh preseason game so uh just nursing uh a preseason which means nothing in that sport right it, you know that's okay um preseason is for me a time to work out the kinks so that way when the regular season starts and games actually matter, uh, you know, you've kind of got it figured out. But also, you know, you can't really blame, like, the team when they're playing their starters, like, one or two series total. Or uh, none. It, yeah, if at all. <laughs> did did Wilson even take a snap? Uh, you didn't have, like, I think all their pro bowlers from last year didn't touch the field. I mean, there was like, you could count almost 20 guys that didn't play that will play in the regular season, which is almost the entire offensive and defensive starting teams. Hey, that is, uh, well, then you're asking, you know, for, for, Oh yeah. You're asking unexpected results. It is a box of chocolates, but you know what you're going to get. But you, you know, it's not going to be good. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be the chocolates that you know that you get, and you're like, ah, thank you, you know. And then you get home, and you're like, why it's, are they? It's all the dark? half full box that someone left full of all the crap that they didn't want. Oh, take these home. Take these home. Here, okay. take these. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank oh, it's you. fine. They they've been here like a week and a half. I I really don't mind. Oh, right. What's wrong? It's with just them? hey. But we should be grateful to have sports. Period. Uh, true. True. true that true. being said. My NFL team won last night. So, you know what? Chances are what's going to happen is, you know, it'll be like 20 weeks removed from this situation. Brad's team will be like some crazy good record, like 12 and 12 and, and years, four. And years will hope and six, to uh, be like six and 10, four and 12. Yeah. Uh, you know, so it, what goes around comes around in in a sense, but hey, perhaps we're generating good good karma on your end for a Burrow win uh, yeah. against Blackburn, you know, coming up. But before we get there, let's talk a little bit about some of the matches um, since we last spoke. Sure thing. You know, there was a EFL Cup round. Yeah, uh, that Burrow saw their way. Um, Basically, out of... a preseason game for us. Yes, yes, and and what are your thoughts? You know, on on. Cups, I know we spoke last year about, you know, do they really matter? Honestly, they might have more of like a financial burden on the club. Um, yeah, I than, think I think than... this year around, it's definitely more of a conversation within the clubs on what the cups mean. Because, you know, if you feel like you've got a chance to make a good run at a cup, um, you know, there's there is a lot of money to be had there. And now that fans are back in stadiums, there's ticket sales to be had, etc. But uh I think I think you look at Middlesbrough and Neil Warnock has got all the support of the club behind him on hey I've got one goal and that goal is to get the f out of the championship. 
Yeah, no, I, I, and, and honestly, that should be the goal um, of a club of this stature, you know, and Mm -hmm. as much as I'd love to see us progress in things like the, the EFL cup um, or, you know, other cup competitions, ultimately it's, it's, these need to be proving grounds for, for individuals who are on the fringe. Right. Um, and I, you know, and, and I'm and I'm glad it was used for that. You know, we had a, we had a lot of young guys and people who aren't going to see a lot of the field this season getting a chance to warm up. Um, you know, Isaiah Jones, who's been a star as of the last couple of games, you know, got to get in and be a starter in that cup game. So that was that was great to see, and he's he's continued that form on through, which has been awesome. Yeah, no, I feel like he his performance has really. Uh, I don't want to say it's pro- it it has progressed, um, but I think he's been doing. I don't want to say like plateau in a negative way. But he has been consistent, uh, yeah. a consistent performer on the on the team, uh, which yeah. I definitely. You, you've, you've started to be able to expect consistency and greatness from him. You know, like okay, he's on the left side. He's going to give us a lot of good pressuring runs, and he's going to put a couple balls into the box that Uche or otherwise Crooks or someone else will be able to try and get a head or foot on. You know, right? It, it is. It's nice to have a player, um, a player like that. So. The especially, next match... especially coming from someone who wasn't even considered to be like a threat for playing time this season, you know? Right. Oh, totally a, uh, a fringe, you know, yeah. Fringe player um, that I don't think any of us really had. You know, what's on... funny is I think, I think we would have expected that to come from someone like Jed Spence, who we've, we've had on our radar for the last two seasons uh, as someone who can make a difference in a game. Uh, but, you know, it's been interesting to see it come from someone that most people weren't even considering. Right. He really has, I think just kind of blown our team. I, I don't know. Maybe blown the fan base away or maybe he hasn't mm-hmm. hit that mark yet, but he's just been a, a very pleasant surprise for the club. Yeah. Um, you know, all, all things Absolutely. considered. So we beat Bristol city two one last yep. Saturday uh-huh. uh, with goals from uh, Ikpiezu and Crooks. Love it. How do you how do you feel um, about a two one win against Bristol City? Uh, we're putting goals in the net. A win's a win. Uh, I love to see our striker Uche putting in some goals because that's been a rare sight to see here at the uh, Riverside and at Middlesbrough for the last two seasons. It's honestly been more. I've been around for the last two seasons, but when you look at the the stats of previous, it it goes back quite a ways. So it's nice to see someone that's got a a knack for scoring and a relentless uh, approach of it. It, it, and to kind of, do you remember last season, all the times we would have our defenders score goals and our yeah. forwards would just yeah, blank yeah. and blank. Well, through uh, what it, have we played four now? Um, mm-hmm. Yes, we have uh, through four. Our leading goal scorers are Ick Piezu, a forward with two goals and Matt Crooks, a midfielder with two goals. Uh, yeah. Mark Bola did did score the the, the goal against Fulham, uh, but to be honest, that's not bad. Uh, all things that's considered, um, yeah, no, I that was one of the big things that I felt like really hampered us last season was the lack of presence up front. And from our matches thus far this season, it seems like whether it's Crooks, Ikpiezu, uh Jones, as we mentioned, even Patty McNair on a delivery it feels like there is a lot more of a looming threat in that final third um, for the club, which I think makes us a, a lot more yeah. dangerous than we were seasons past. Mm-hmm. I, I would con- agree with that. 
How do you feel about um, Joe Lumley's status in the team? Uh, he's our number one keeper. Uh, I'm not going to say otherwise. You know, I mean, it's a it's a tough job in the championship to be a keeper. You know, there's a lot of there's a mixed bag of critics who, you know, expect Premier League form from championship keepers and things like that. And I mean, it's it's just you're not just going to you're just not going to find that there's 20 teams in the Premier League looking for Premier League keepers. And uh, um, I mean, you, you get what you get when you're in the championship and it's hard to keep that consistent form of a, of a good keeper. And I think, I think Lemley's one of the better ones we've had in the last couple of years, which is great. Um, and he's doing a tough job. And I think our, our defense has had some weak spots here and there. Uh, most notably, I think a couple of games ago, the three, two loss to QPR, um, you know, yeah. it was losing, losing, I mean, losing to a 10 man side and uh, looking like we had quite a few holes in our defense at, at points. Right. I think it's a good time to kind of touch base, you know, on our game against um, QPR. And it felt like it had started off so well uh, with the Ikpiazu penalty. Right. I was yeah, so, listening so to early the game. Too. Right. It, you know, and it just felt like I, it felt really, really relentless. I think there was a sequence there where, oh, gosh, somebody ripped a shot from maybe, I don't want to say outside the box, but near the outside of the box, and it ricocheted off one of the bars. Then Isaiah Jones hit it, and it just went, you know, went a shade to the left. <laughs> and it was like, oh, my gosh. And then there was another time um, where it was a similar situation, and Matt Crooks like put it over the top, or it got saved. And it was mm. just like, shnikes, you know, we we're so close. Shnikes. But then, you know, to get a, you know, it builds the confidence of Vic Piazu, not that he has any lack thereof, but it seemed like QPR was really struggling to handle his pressure. Yeah. Um, which I think, you know, it's great which, when which, you have which begs the Which begs the question, why at 70 minutes down 1-2 did you sub out Uche? Yeah. Who For came Chuba? on? Oh geez, yeah, you know. I mean, yeah, I mean, we 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 can we can we can pull hairs at managerial decisions of who was subbed in and out, but I mean, just carte blanche. I disagree with pulling Uche off the field unless unless it's very clear that he's not moving like he should. But I think that's where we see we struggle with depth to that position. You know, I, I don't think Chuba provides near the presence that Uche does. No, well, Chuba is. I'm pretty sure, like, well on his way out of the club. Uh, we've been saying that for a while but he's still around he is still around but i was reading today that it seems like everybody in his camp and in our camp it's never good when you have um two camps you know it's like the old saying it's like you got to make sure everybody is like pissing outside the tent not in it uh and it kind (laughs) of seems like chuba has turned and uh you know committed his fire hose to the internal fires of the club yeah, two, uh, uh, Warnock said he left him out of the Derby game bench because he was disappointed with his performance against QPR. And Akpom is not in his future plans. So Akpom's got 10 days to find somewhere to play or probably not play this season until the, some, until the, other, until the next transfer, that is. But, yeah. That is, uh, that is Gal- harsh, but also... Galatasaray you know, is interested in this man. Hey, listen, I... If there was several clubs I could pick for somebody to go to, and he has experience playing in like Loki, that region of the world, playing right. uh, for PAOK Palk, um, you know, Galatasaray would be good. I wouldn't be surprised if it was like Shakhtar Donetsk, you know, and you're like, okay, yeah. Ukrainian league. 
um, somewhere over there is probably, uh, you know, I, it's okay. Just get them off the books. Yeah. You we, know, I feel like the club we, we would, has... uh, I, the only struggle becomes is who do we, do we throw crooks back up at striker? I didn't mind that plan against Fulham when Uche came out and they, they threw in a midfielder and we're like, all right, crooks, you're six, six, go stand up at the point. Yes. No. Yeah. I think that is a wonderful, um, suggestion because crooks you know second leading goal scorer on the team right i feel like his versatility is there in in the sense that like the guy strikes me as somebody who can score from anywhere he's, doing he's, anything he's got a knack for putting the ball in the net you can't argue he's with that. got like that it factor yeah. you know you're just kind of like argue with that magic magic mat the tree careful uh yeah i know title infringement here uh but all that is to say a 3-2 loss unfortunate uh 3-2 loss with a with a with the marring of an own goal by johnny houston as well don't forget that yeah i watched that clip pretty Uh, bad i didn't watch it i just it was it was unfortunate it's a great cross in and then all of a sudden you just see like this cleat go up at like a cool. 90 degree angle to the ground or i guess it would be parallel with the ground it made a 90 with his legs and he just hit it with the studs and it, the ball just went straight in like there's no way joe lumley's gonna stop it, it's just like damn it you know um, oh he, he put his cleat to goal side and just knocked it yep. yep 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 yep. that's what it looked like to me at least so he looked like a striker um, on the defense yes he did look like a striker on the defense <laughs> well if you look at if you look at like oh, if you click the lineup button on google yeah and you yeah. look You'll see like the score is three two, and then you'll see like there are more goals on our side than there are on yeah. You know, we, keep we, your, we, just we like, wanted to make it. sure that we scored more. So really, who did we win that game? No. Okay, but let's put those put those rumors rumors um, to oh, bed. Man. Yeah. House House yeah, bagged one for us and against us. Yeah, you know. Rough. Are you with me or are you against me? It, uh, it seems a little bit like an Anakin Obi Wan Kenobi moment, uh, like on Geonosis there a little bit. Or didn't, uh, maybe he like, didn't. Bet, no, he didn't bag one for us. They just make the no. logo look weird. Well, it looks kind of like he did. Right. Um, when I saw it, when I saw that thing in the app, I was like, I was like, wow, QPR has a guy named Johnny House, and that seems really familiar. Oh. Uh, and then it hit me that it was an own goal, and I was like, oh shoot. Oh shoot! Um, you know, but <laughs> hey, th- some days that's just that's just the way it is. That's just the way it is. Oh, but yeah, it is. Brad, I think we're gonna touch base with Greg um, after Alrighty. after this quick break here. But we appreciate you joining us today. Thanks for making the time, dude. Always up the burrow, mate. Up the burrow. We'll be back after this break. Welcome back, everybody, to Middlesbrough Podcast. We hope you enjoyed Brad and I's segment today. Fortunate enough to be talking um, with our other co-host, Greg. How are you doing, man? Good. How are you doing? Good to be uh, back amongst it. Sorry about oh, last yeah. week. It was a bit of a bit of a disaster with everybody's scheduling, but good to see you some know, football again. It's okay. It's okay. Not only was it a disaster, 
um, for us. But, you know, to be honest, it was a disaster against QPR. So, you know, it, it, it just rolled downhill and we happened to be uh, here for it. But, yeah. you know, you can't complain. Just, but... Football is back. Was your mom in the stadium? Uh, she did, yeah. She went to the uh, she went to the city game, and then she went to the QPR game as well. So I'm trying to trying to get her to uh, be our kind of uh, Sharon on the Sharon in the stands uh, segment. Ooh. So I'm trying to trying to trying to coax her into it. It's just hard to try and get her. She's she's a pretty busy lady, so um, yeah, and sure. she's tech savvy as well. So I'm just trying to get her to kind of sign up to it. So it would be good to kind of have her on for sort of five, 10 minutes, every home game to kind of walk us through what happened. And, uh, she's, she's very tactically astute. So she's always got some interesting, um, takeaways from the game. So I'm, I'm working on her. So hopefully that'll be tied up by the end of, uh, the next home game. Fingers crossed. Uh, my, my fi- Well, I'm, I was about to say my fingers are truly crossed. Uh, did she mention though, what the environment was like being back, uh, you know, with a, full crowd yeah i think she was uh she she basically said like the, the the stadium wasn't as full as she thought it would have been but um i think some of the concerns are still kind of keeping some folks away and uh but yeah she said it was very very nice to be back and you know she's been basically sat in the same seat now since the stadium opened back in like 19 gosh was it 96 97 we've been sat there for the best part of you know, twenty odd years almost. So she's she's really happy to be back. And my uh, my uncle, who already who goes with her, uh, you know, my uncle in quotation marks, friend of the family. Um, but uh-huh. she's been going with him uh, for you know God knows how long, and 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 his friend as well. So they've been kind of this like tripartite, you know, Boris supporters who've been going for you know years and years. Even before we were at the Riverside, they used to go to the Old Earth and Park ground, and that was my uncle who took me to my first game. So they've been going together for a long time with, with their friend, uh, their mutual friend. So she said it was really good. Um, atmosphere was great. Um, you know, we, we did enough to win the game, but, uh, you know, unfortunately, the clean sheets are kind of hard to come by these days. It's been a while since we kept a clean sheet, um, you know, in terms of like a home game where we've also scored a goal. So, um, you know, that's sometimes a bit of a worry. But, you know, I just don't think we can go toe-to-toe with teams like QPR who've got a lot of power. Even with the, nine, uh, the ten men, um, you know, I think they were really, really lucky to actually come away with a victory. We we did enough to win that game, and, and probably should have won that game. So, uh, you Brad have already talked about that, but you know, it is what it is. So, well, I think you kind of echo uh, in so many words what what Brad and I uh, discussed, and I think you know, highlighting the point about it's tough, you know, keeping a clean sheet and scoring a goal. You know, perfect segue into the Derby County. Uh, for a match <laughs> where we kept a clean sheet but could not seem to, uh, you know, score yeah. a goal. T- turn turn on the other side, yeah. Right, you know, and, and three of which were, were on target against a Derby side that I wouldn't say is necessarily bad, but is mm, a bit younger it's, than the rest of the championship sides. Yeah, it's certainly uh, one of the weakest squads that they've had for a long time. Um, yeah, disappointing. It, it really, it, it is, especially, you know, you're hoping to keep pace with clubs above you. And when you take a loss in the midweek, uh, you know, you just need to start picking you picking up one point. Isn't going to hurt you, but it ain't going to help you, you know? Yeah. And the, yeah. And the three points really would, you know, kind of continue to boost us up the table. But, you know, all that is to say a draw is okay. It happens. You know, I, you're going to have games like that. 
but you know. yeah, I think there was some. You know, it wasn't the best result. I think you know Derby probably thought that they did enough to win the game. I think Joe Lumley had his best game for us since he signed. You know, he seemed to sort of step into a little bit more confidence. Uh, he needed that game under his belt to be able to basically, you know, put some some doubters to rest. You know, he seems like he's a good shot stopper. I just don't know, like, his kind of, you know, you know, he's never going to be kind of a Peter Schmeichel type character, who's, you know, shouting and screaming and everybody. And, you know, we've kind of seen, like, less of a move away from those, those you know, traditional goalkeepers who are really, really vocal. Uh, and a lot of the right. goalkeepers kind of do a lot of their work just you know, in and around the box. I mean, Mark Schwartz, a great goalkeeper, never did a lot of screaming and shouting, um, you know, at his, at his peak, you know, he was a great, great shot stopper, but, you know, had some had some concerns about his confidence. And I think, you know, Joe Lumber looks like a very much like a confidence player. I think uh, Isaiah Jones, again, absolutely on fire on the wing. Uh, we give that kid the ball. He's going to, you know, he's he's going to make things happen. Um, so I'm just hoping he can continue to grow. Um, obviously, was instrumental to the... Uh, the, one of the goals uh, against QPR, winning the ball back and crossing it in. Um, you know, Crooks again. You know, I was a bit. I, I really didn't know much about him, having not seen a ton of Championship football. Obviously, living out here, and I've just kind of garnered what I've been able to, you know, read on the internet. But he seems like he's a real go-getter. He's, you know, in people's faces. He's, you know, aggravation merchant, and I think he fits really well with the team dynamic, and it's not understand, or not, it's not unrealistic to understand why Warner wanted to sign him. Uh, yeah. Probably he's you know, going to make a bit of a cult hero stats for himself. I hope he sticks around. Um, and, you know, again, there wasn't much, you know, there wasn't much going on. I mean, Crooks at the bar and, you know, Isaiah Jones had a few balls at the box. I think Paddy McNair did, you know, had a really good run in the box at the second half, but couldn't cut the ball back. And, you know, I think Chu, uh, not Chuba, um, Uche had that, you know, really good chance in the first half when the ball came to him. It just kind of got away from him. You know, apart from that, it was, you know, not a lot of anything. Um, Derby probably looked the better team and, you know, they were probably feeling like we were against QPR. You know, they probably thought they would have done enough to win the game. And, you know, we probably, you know, skirted with, with a disaster a few times. I mean, Joe Lumley yeah. again, yeah, had a, a great, a great game. And I honestly feel like, you know, that was his best game for us. But I think a point was probably a fair result, given the fact that we, you know, lost against QPR at home to 10 men, you know, having, you know, scored two goals and still, you know, basically getting, <laughs> getting beat at home is not a great result. So I think it was very much, you saw it in Neil, Neil Warnock's team selection going with a, a 4-1, 4-1 formation he basically probably was like i'm not going to lose this game so if we win it great but i'm not going to lose this game and i think you know i said to you before the game i said you know neil warnock masterclass incoming looking at the team unfortunately it didn't quite work out like that but i think if you lose a game in this division you don't want to go on a kind of back-to-back or even a you know three three game losing streak because you lose a lot of ground so i think very much so it's you know can we you know close up shop and you know try and nick that goal at one of the ends and I think that's right. going to be Neil Warnock's strengths this season as well. Um, hopefully, some of these players who are going to come in. Again, I have a lot of uh, a lot of issues with the way that the transfer window is actually kind of you know it, it comes after the fact that the the season has already begun. And I think it gives right. a lot of players and a lot of teams a lot of issues. And I, I wish they would just basically true up the transfer window with the start of the season or vice versa, however they want to do it, um, because we've got players who might be coming in. 
who, you know, we could have signed them earlier, but they're holding on, their clubs are holding on because potentially another club might come in for them, like the uh, Muniers at, uh, you know, Corinthians or Flamenco, whoever it was, he went to Fulham. Um, mm. You know, we, do, we don't want, we don't want that sort of stuff to happen and obviously we're you know holding on for players to come in but it takes them time to get up to speed and them to integrate into the club and you basically lose like two or three months of the season so you have to get all your business done early and you know we've had injuries and you know we've had a few unfortunate you know players being out i mean tav was back but you know i don't feel like he really got into the game at all and hopefully that's going to kind of rectify itself but yeah i mean you know one 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 Lost one, drawn two. I mean, pretty pretty standard for this time of the season. And you know, I think once everybody leaves and once everybody comes in, then we're going to have a pretty strong strong squad. In all honesty, it's going to take some time to bend some of these players in. But um, you know, I'm not not stressed at the moment. I think where we are is probably where we we probably it's probably fair result. You know, where we are right now to be right. kind of mid mid table. Now, I I think the club could push. I I. I agree with you. Uh, Mid-table is never a bad place to be because that means you have the opportunity to go both up and down. Um, And when you look at the clubs below us, you just kind of see results that are not necessarily indicative of clubs that are in good position to succeed this season. Exactly. Poor Millwall, you know, with two draws, two I will never, standing. I will never say poor Millwall in any conversation. Apologies, Actually, for Millwall you know fans. What, yes, <laughs> they get say. what they deserve. They get what yeah. they deserve. Um, I guess the the thing that we're kind of looking at is like how bad is the uh, the, the Midlands teams in this division? So you know, your Birmingham Cities, uh, Derby, Forest, who are kind of struggling there at the bottom. Um, you know, it, it, there's just so much going on right now, and. Um, you know, we'll see how it goes, but you know, I'm not not over the moon. I I think you know, last season we started pretty well, and we were in the playoffs after the first, I think, four or five games. But you know, we can't. Uh, I don't think we played anybody. Of, you know, we played Fulham. That was a draw. We probably should have got beat. Uh, you know, played QPR. We lost. Probably should have won. Played Derby. You know, drew. Probably should have got beat or even drew there and then obviously the Bristol City game was actually a pretty good game I thought we did well enough to win that game and it was a really poor goal to give away which you guys have already discussed but um, you know I just the certain decisions I think Neil Warnock's still trying to go through his brain on who he thinks his best team is and if he's got a full squad available to him I think he knows what his best team is but you know with the championship we talked about this you know the last few years or the last couple of years is that you almost kind of have to have a Tuesday team or a Wednesday team and then a Saturday team. Like you kind of have to have this like two team, you know, mentality and it's trying right. to fit in all those players into that kind of rotation. And I still don't think he's got his full kind of squad available to him to kind of rotate those players in and out. Um, you know, I think Paddy McNair had a pretty poor game uh, at QPR, but then was back in defense and Grant Hall dropped to the bench. And I thought we were probably a better team you know, with Paddy McNair in defence, even though I personally believe he's a better midfielder than he is defender, but um, maybe maybe I'm completely off the mark there because we probably looked a little bit more... It, it, the structure looked better, but then again, we played a different formation with, you know, Sam Morsi in front of, of the back four rather than wing-backs. So right. it's kind of hard to compare. It's like apples to apple or apples to oranges. I think, rather. He, I think he perhaps, I want to say provides a backbone, but might be like a field marshal in a sense, yeah, you know, yeah, and people, yeah. uh, he's a captain. People look, look towards him, you know, for, for advice. I've also been thinking this is very 
far down the road, but you know, if we fail to secure promotion, I think he will be looking to make a move. Um, he did sign a new contract. Um, oh, really? In this, yeah, in this summer, he did sign a new contract. I don't know if it was like a three-year contract, but again, you never know what's inside those contracts because the club doesn't issue. Um, you know, they don't, they don't issue the details. Exactly, exactly. So it would be a, funny if he had a $100 million release clause for a <laughs> Unfortunately, this is not Spain and they don't have, you know, every contract has to have a release clause written into it, even if it's astronomically ridiculous. But, um, you know, I, I, I still feel like if he was, you know, if there was somebody going to come in for him, um, I think they would have already done that. I mean, if he's okay. going to leave, he may have, you know... I just don't know why, like somebody like a Fulham, you know, who's kind of there or thereabouts, or West Brom, who, you know, again, they're doing well at the moment. Um, you know, why they haven't come in for him if he was going to be somebody who was going to be really integral to their kind of, you know, their promotion. way of playing, yeah, yeah, yeah their yeah. promotion bid, etc. So, you know, it it is what it is. It's early season. Everybody's still kind of jockeying for position. I mean, obviously, you know. The Blackpool game wasn't great. The QPR game wasn't great. The Derby County game wasn't great. We probably did pretty well against Bristol, and we probably did pretty well against Fulham. But you know, Saturday coming up is is Blackburn, and you know, like you say, it's a good opportunity to get back in the in the swing of things. We've actually got some pretty good fixtures coming up, so you know, maybe this is kind of the turn, and hopefully, we get some of these rumor mill uh, transfer targets through the door in the next you know week, ten days, and uh, obviously the. The problem is, is that the transfer window closes here very, very quickly for you know permanent transfers, but that's not loans, so the loan window does go a little bit later, um, and we're just gonna have to kind of see how that works out. But right, well, we'll you 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 teased at the rumor mill. It's almost as if you heard it. I heard, I heard it in the background. That's probably why my uh, my. My spidey senses were tingling. Tingling. Well, let's talk a little bit about the rumors. Now that we've covered games of past, games of present, and games of future. Yeah. I can't wait to line up some of these names for you. Do you like to hear the good news or the bad news? I, I'm, a bad, I'm a bad news guy first because I like to be realistic in my expectations about what's happening. All right. Well, Neil Warnock is awaiting a transfer update after hearing a potential problem with the Andres Sparar deal per uh, Teesside Live Gazette. That doesn't give me the warm and fuzzies uh, about securing the front man. I'm trying to look at yeah. where he's from. Uh, the Slovenian. So the Slovenian international um, has been a bit of a journeyman. Um, last, last week, the 17th, um, which is basically last Tuesday. So a week, uh, from today, he was having his medical, um, last interview that Neil did on Friday, I think for the, uh, for the, you know, the, the pre-match conference that he does, um, he was still waiting for updates. So again, it took us a long time to get the Piero deal over the line. Seems to be a bit of a consistent thread with us, uh, which is a little bit worrying. Um, if Akpom's going to leave, then you would imagine they're going to get somebody in. So I'm positively 
I'm thinking positive rather than negative on this and think that, you know, they've let Chubarakpom go. Unfortunately, it wasn't a great signing because of whatever. Uh, no one knows the COVID situations that you know, dealt the club and what they had to do last season. So I'm thinking it's going to go through. And I honestly think it's kind of like a, you know, if he goes, he comes, or if he comes, he goes kind of situation. And we're kind of waiting to see what, what goes on there. So I, I'm, I'm con, you know, quietly confident um, on this one. So There you go. There, I, I, I think that has been like our biggest qualm with the club is the delayed yes. signings. And I feel yes. like... We yes. have had. I feel like we. I mean, do you, do you remember? Uh, was it the second half of last season, or was it the beginning where we weren't sure if? Oh gosh, Patty. Oh gosh, he uh, the guy from Man City. Oh my gosh, um, short striker. We weren't sure if he was going to sign on loan or not, and I think he oh, was um, for half a season, and then oh to gosh. Yeah. Oh, man. It's going to kill me because he scored the goal against um, Chef. Patrick, Patrick Roberts. Patrick, Patrick Roberts. Roberts, that's right. That's right. Um, yep. And that just felt like that took ages. And seemingly the club continues uh, to do that. But I feel like we've had a pretty good transfer window up to this point. I felt like they've gotten more bodies in the door uh, than I was anticipating, to be honest. Uh, yeah. Shows shows you what you can do when you release uh, Sambalanga and uh, <laughs> Ashley Fletcher. Ashley Fletcher. Yeah. Um, that being said, there is a potential uh, signing that we are closing in on with Mitchell Van Bergen, uh, who is agreeing to a fee, or we've agreed to a fee, with Herinven? Herinven? Herinveen. Herinveen. They have some jerzies. That's, that is a guarantee. <laughs> I mean, the little hearts everywhere, the blue, the white, it all just mm, quite tidy. How do you feel about that signing? Yeah, he looks like a really good player. He he looks like a very technical player. I mean, we've been burned before by uh, by players coming in from the Dutch league. Um, Alfonso Alves uh, being one of those big big signings. Still, our record signing from um, Gareth Southgate uh, Premier League relegation season. Um, you know, he, he was a great striker in in, in Holland, but just really didn't click. Um, and we also signed uh, Yannick Wiltschitz, who was a out-and-out terror on the wing, could run probably 100 metres in you know world record pace, but didn't have a great end product. And he kind of flattered to deceive, and ultimately I think he moved on to Norwich and then kind of found his way by somebody else, and I don't even know where he's playing at the moment. So we have had our fingers burned with some uh, Dutch players in the past, but there's also been you know great examples of Dutch players who've come on and you know done good jobs for us. Reisiger was obviously a, a world you know world class right back who came and played for us. Uh, Mark Darun, who was kind of much maligned during our relegation season under Karanka in the Premier League, actually was a really good you know centre midfielder. And if he had some kind of supporting cast members around him, he would have been a really great player for you for you know, player for us for years to come. And obviously he's gone on from strength to strength with, you know, signing, well, re-signing from Atalanta and they played in the Champions League and he's been a, a pretty good, you know, stalwart in their team. So I'm kind of, you know, I've seen a little bit on, on him online and he looks like he's a really good technical player. Um, yeah, I think he's he's probably going to be able to play either wing. Um, just kind of looking at it, he's probably more of a, 
a true winger, so, so to speak, and I just hope he doesn't kind of impede on any of the Isaiah Jones minutes at the moment, but he's probably going to be brought in to kind of, you know, augment the squad rather than take, you know, take time away from, you know, players who've right. already kind of established themselves early in the season. So, um, well, he may, he may feature in one of those, you know, Tuesday, Wednesday squads. Yeah. Like the yeah. The midweek, the midweek madness. Um, midweek madness. It is, pr- it is truly madness. Yeah. It's, that it's is why I love the league. I feel like it's, you just said it's awful. Here I am. Oh, that's why I love the league. Uh, I would be I would be remiss if we failed to mention Toyosi Olusanya. It's uh, easy for you to his, say. His signing, it really it really isn't, <laughs> folks. Um, how do you feel about bringing somebody from from non league into this Borough side? And what does that say about the player that Neil Warnock says? Yeah, this guy's got enough stick. He's got enough gab. He's ready. It's interesting. I mean, I honestly feel like there's certain positions that you can play in a a football team, and I feel like kind of a, a winger is is probably one of those positions where you maybe don't need to have kind of a you know a fully rounded um, skill set. You know, it, it, it's a specialist position, but it, it it relies a lot or it relies heavily on athleticism and pace and kind of being able to go past a man. Now, I would be remiss if I said I knew anything about this guy. I know nothing about him. I, I know diddly. Um, but who's to say that, you know, we've seen clips of him, if he's, you know, fast and he's pacey. We've seen kind of what, you know, Duncan Watmore can do with his pace. We've seen kind of, you know, what Tav can do with his pace. Um, Adama Traore, not too long ago. Um and obviously Isaiah Jones. I mean, they've come in and they've seen him do, you know, what what terrifies defenders in this division because I think a lot of defensive uh, fullbacks, especially in this division, they don't seem to have a ton of pace. And I think if no. you get players running at them, I think they get terrified. And we saw the damage Isaiah Jones can do. Um, you know, he's a slight guy. He looks pretty small. He's pretty wiry but he's piercy he's direct he you know pulls players out of position he you know creates overlaps he, he tracks back um and i i think honestly you know let's see what he looks like after a few games give him the opportunity you know we're not expecting him to be cristiano ronaldo we're not expecting him to be you know angel di maria or you know gabriel jesus jesus type character who we you know we know a little bit about them probably in the premier league and their history I think, you know, give him a chance. He's He's got the opportunity, you know, even if he plays on just pure adrenaline for the first few games, I think he's going to be a pretty good, you know, exciting player for the fans. Um, and I think given the fact that we've signed these kind of big-name players before in the past and they've kind of flopped, you know, what's to say that you wouldn't want to sign a younger guy with a point to prove, you know, and, you know, if he's got the mentality and he's got the, uh, he's got the drive and the hunger, I mean, they seem to have a really good, uh, dressing room dynamic at the moment. I think you know he's another player who's probably going to take those opportunities. Um, Marcus Brown obviously is another winger who's expected to come back into the fold. So there's going to be competition. Guy. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, as Brad said to Ashley about Ashley Fletcher, I will now echo about Marcus Brown before we wrap up here. That will be like another new signing. Exactly. Uh, only to get injured. Exactly. So I think Tyunsu. Tyunsu. How do you even say that? Toyosi? Toyosi? Toyosi Olusanya. Olusanya? Toyolu. Toyolu. And there you go. T-O-Y-O-S-I. 
Toyosi. It's really hard when you haven't heard their name spoken on the press conferences and you haven't heard them on the radio and stuff like that. So, um, But I think the final thing that we need to talk about tonight is that um, Joe Bennett has been possibly linked um, yes. with the club, which ex-Academy uh, product, uh, I think, played over 100 games, something like that. Um, but, you know, I think he would be... I know that we really don't like signing players. Or the fans don't like signing players who were part of the club previously, but I think he's a really solid you know, op opportunity. If we can possibly get him for you know very little money, uh, it would be a good place for him to come back and kind of prove to the, the fans that he still kind of got what it takes to kind of make it in the division. Um, right. Which... Well, and, and he had that, that Warnock connection. Uh, exactly. He played with Cardiff. Really he played with, so... yep, yep. You know, it seems it seems like this could be a, a pretty good fit here, especially if he's coming in on a free. You know, he yep. may be disinclined. Or a, a minimal, a minimal fee. You know, just a, yes. a you know kind of a, a minimal contract. You know, buyout fee. So a very very small amount of money. But um, he knows the area. He's from here. You know, he's played here. He came through the academy. He's got links to the squad, links to the team. Even though it's a very different team that he came into, it's a very different club that he kind of grew up with. Um, you know, I think he's probably not a, you know, he's probably a pretty good squad alternate, you know, and, and somebody who could take the weight off Matt Bowler, especially in this, you know, this two-team uh, squad that we need to have for the, you know, for the rest of the season, so. Well, okay, last comment. Chuba Akpom, is he out the door, yes or no? Yes. All right. He is, Akpom is Akgom. He's Get that training on social media, folks. <laughs> okay, Greg. It's been a pleasure, my guy. Up the borough. Cheers, Up the borough. Speak to you soon. Get off!